2: Good Saturday morning, and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings investments in your retirement here on the Max Out Savings Show. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. And in this world where we're dealing with a rapidly changing world, we're dealing with uh, an election coming up – we're going to be talking about that later in the show. We we're, we're, we're looking at at a situation where where the, where money printing is out of control, uh where deficits are out of control. Uh the Federal Reserve has basically taking over our financial system and uh and endangering our economy. It's going to be more important ever to save and to protect yourself in retirement. I mean, we we we've, we've been fortunate. We we basically have gone through a a 30 year or plus decline. In interest rates and a thirty-year-plus decline in inflation, and that's starting to change. That trend is coming to an end. Inflation is coming back. In, it, it, they've been able to hide it over the years, but it was coming back before this, before the coronavirus struck. Now we have massive money printing. Uh, they're dumping billions and billions, trillions of dollars into the economy, and it's causing, and it's going to cause inflation over the longer term. The trend is starting to reverse and you've got to protect yourself, and you have to prepare for it. And, and so we, we want to help you out with these, these issues uh, here on the Max Out Savings Show. So, you know, where to go uh, on the show today? Uh, a couple things. Uh, we're going to be discussing uh, what's where the inflation trend, the elections. We've got Congressman Michael Cloud coming up in the 27th Congressional District on southwest of Houston is going to come and talk about some of these issues on the show. Also going to be talking about precious metals here, some interesting thoughts on that that I think are not well covered. Uh, but right now we're coming up on, on, on the, the election. And, you know, the show is all about retirement savings and building up wealth. And really what we're doing in that situation is, is we want to get you there. But these big trends are are getting in the way in in, in the some of these the the political the election is coming up, and here we have a situation that that's really pretty extraordinary. I, I you know I don't know what to say about this. I, I think this is I, I think this is the most seminal election. One of the easily one of the most you know the top two or three in history. You can maybe say. Uh, Lincoln's election, uh, it, but it, it was a top, and and you go back to other, but but it, I, I, we on this show for the last I don't know number of years, I really felt like I think we're really much more in in the thirties time frame than people realize. I, you know, they went through a depression. They, they, the, the Amity Slays of the Forgotten Man. She wrote a phenomenal book. If you haven't read it, you should read it. Uh, she, she uh, wrote the book on the Depression. Uh, she's a, member, she's a, a, a brilliant scholar, a member of the uh, Council of Foreign Affairs. Uh, and in her book, she lays out the case. That the thinking on the recession has always been, well, the Federal Reserve was just too tight during the Depression. They tightened up, and that caused the Depression. Business collapsed. Banking collapsed. And we didn't recover for, t- for 10 years, until, really, until World War II came about. And when she looked at it and she says, no, wait, some of these things are really a result of, of policies put in by the Roosevelt administration. He had all types of basically socialist policies that came in place, you know, uh, setting, setting agricultural prices, setting minimums, uh, hiring, all, all types of massive taxes increases, uh, government, government programs involved in every aspect of people's lives. And it was basically socialism. And so Roosevelt was getting more and more powerful. But here's the problem. Roosevelt come, kept coming into a roadblock. It, it, and Amity Slays makes the case, she goes, look, people don't understand. A lot of these socialist policies are why we did not recover, during, why the Depression took so long to recover from them, because they were making a move into socialism. And here we are again today. So, so Roosevelt runs into a roadblock, keeps everything he's... Pushing through, he's got his Congress, he's got the House of Senate, he's pushing through things, and then all of a sudden, a group of nine people up there said, "Whoa, whoa, wait! You can't do that. This is illegal." It was the Supreme Court, and 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 so what happened is is the Supreme Court. So Roosevelt's like, "Well, I don't know what to do. I've got to do something about this." Here's what I'm gonna do: I'm gonna add. I'm going to increase the number of Supreme Court justices. I forgot the amount. So he was going to get to pick all these new Supreme Court justices which were going to agree with him. At that point in time, the American people started really pushing back on it because they realized the last checks and balance was going away on Roosevelt, and we were going to end up with a socialist country. And here we are. The same thing is happening today with with the election. Uh, We had uh, Ruth Gator Ginsburg pass away. Uh, Amy Coney Barrett is being nominated, which is basic, based on American history, is completely fair and what they've done in the past, and understand, the president of the United States is the president until uh, uh, Inauguration Day, uh, was it late uh, January, 1st, February, somewhere in there, the new president doesn't have elect new electorate, doesn't have any power up until that point in time, so this idea we need to wait for the election to make decisions. No, the Constitution tells the president he can do that. So here we are. We're getting we, – we, we, we're putting in Amy Coney Barrett. Well, the Democrats realize that, oh, no, if, he's, if she's in there, they can stop it. Look, here's the problem. You can institute socialism in the United States, but the problem is you cannot institute socialism in the United States with our Constitution. It makes it very difficult. You've got freedom of speech. You've got, you've got protections under the Constitution. You've got the right to bear arms. You got all these 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 restrictions that that our fra- our founding fathers framed the Constitution so that they could so to prevent government from taking over people's lives in in, in ruling them like they did in Europe with the king and the king would issue decrees then people had no say and so it was so important for, for the founding fathers that they went back and looked at the at the democracy in ancient Greece. They, at one time they looked at making Greek the official language of 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 the United States because it was so important for them to protect democracy, so they put this constitution in place to protect it. it, it and so, and the problem is socialism. It, you know, you, you sort of lose your your freedoms and your democracy with, with socialism. And, and so they have to do something to sit there and do this. This is why this is such an incredibly important election. Make no mistake about it. If they get the if if if, if Trump loses. President Trump loses and they get the Senate, they have the Senate, the House, and the presidency, they can do whatever they want and move, for a radic- move forward a radical agenda, which includes higher taxes on everybody. And, you know, look, I'm not saying – quite frankly, I think the taxes on the super wealthy need to go up. Everyone agrees. Uh, higher taxes on corporations. Uh, uh, all, all types of estate taxes are going up. Estate exemptions are going to drop down. They, they could get rid of the, uh, of the, the carried interest, which is fine with me, but they also could get rid of the step up basis, which in everybody, if they inherited assets, they get a step up basis so they don't have to pay capital gains on what, on their Exxon stock that was bought 50, 100 years ago or whatever. It, it, or that piece of property that has been in the family forever so they can keep their property with a step up basis and don't have to sell it off for taxes. These are huge issues, but it's not just that. They want to get rid the, the Green New Deal. They want to, they're want they going to get rid of the oil and gas sector. They're, they're, they're going to get rid of, of course, fracking in the oil and gas sector. It's going to be incredibly damaging to Houston, incredibly damaging to the state of Texas. This deal is so radical that they want to rebuild all the buildings to make them more friendly. I don't know who's going to pay for that. It, 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 it's so radical. They're going to, they are going to—they want to eliminate Cows in beef. They're going to ban the hamburger for all. They, they haven't come out and said that, but they want to make it much more dip for cattle because cattle create methane, which is a greenhouse gas. So we're all going to be eating, you know, uh, some type of soiled green product, and uh, that, that that's out there. I mean, this is an extraordinarily radical agenda. So the question is, what do we do in this situation? Uh, a couple thoughts. Look, you've got to get out there and vote. But you've got to support these candidates because this is a game-changer election. The the, the Supreme Court is frightening with packing the Supreme Court. If you you get the the presidency, the House, and the Senate, and you pack the Supreme Court, basically we're going to lose all our rights in this country. We could lose everything that this – I mean our Constitution is under threat. Because if they pack that Supreme Court, then they can rule whatever, they, they don't have to follow the Constitution, they can start bending the Constitution, and, and, and this is the road to socialism. The other thing you can do is you can talk to your friends. We get a lot of questions, you know, the, the kids sometimes, your kids, they're not the most, particularly if they're younger, they're not the most conservative people, many of them are just starting a job, you know, they they, they, they don't see how things work, and they don't understand a lot of people in this country don't want to work at all, and just want to basically collect free money but and so if they don't need to vote for president trump they just don't need to vote for president for for vice president biden that's all the so if you don't have to convince the person to vote for president trump you just need to convince them not to vote for biden because he's going to pack the supreme court he's going to alter the country it's going to do massive damage to the city of houston make no mistake about it they're going to come after the oil and gas industry he swore up and down that he was going to get rid of the oil and gas industry. Uh, I and he, he really mean he means it? You know he might not ban fracking, but what they'll do is they'll get in there and they're going to make so many environmental in regulation in other regulations on fracking that they're going to effectively get rid of it. That's how they do it in a bureaucracy. They don't ban it; they just make it so expensive and so impalatable. The same thing. Same thing with automobiles. They're going to make them so expensive. They're going to make the price of gasoline. Houston's going to be like Detroit unless we're really careful in this situation. And so this is a game-changer election, and we really need to sit up and fight on these issues. I know this is not a political show, but understand if, if, if the Democrats get in there and then they're cronies at the Federal Reserve, they're going to start printing money like crazy. They're going to destroy the economy. It's going to go down. There's going to be massive inflation. Your social security is going to get wiped out, and your standard of living and your lifestyle is under severe threat. Nobody ever does well in a communist country. Nobody ever does well in a socialist country. It, it, even China, you can say they do well. Look at the look at the freedoms they've lost over there. Look at the people going in reeducation camps. Now they want to. Now we're having reeducation camps in the in the United States. You go, Ted. What do you mean? What do you think this critical race thinking, these critical race thinking seminars that they were forcing on people in the government in corporate America to attend, these are rigid, re-education is what that is. The idea that every every uh, white person, Hispanic person, and Asian person is inherently racist is absurd. It, 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 nothing in the United States of America it sits there and tells people – that we're a racist country. And people bend over backwards to help people out in this country. They do everything they can because they want things to get better for everybody in this country, and we've been doing that for years. And We realize we made a mistake with slavery, and they have been working, t- building things up for the last 50 years to make amends for that, and then all of a sudden we're told we're all a bunch of racists. This is extraordinary. It's insulting to the United States of America, and they want to break the country up. We're going to have to do something. You've got to stand up. My point is you have to stand up to these people because it's not going to be a good situation. And final thing, we're going to take a quick break. Understand, you're hearing some stuff about Wall Street that the Biden agenda won't be that bad for Wall Street, won't be that bad for stock. Who are these people kidding? Higher taxes on corporations, higher taxes on the wealthy, uh, massive deregulation of, of industry, shutting down the oil and gas industry, how, how – on uh, any planet that these people are on are, are, are all these things oh and what the, the bullish thing is well they're going to they're going to put in huge fiscal spending massive money printing and everyone's going to it's we're all going to be richer yeah they, they they tried that in venezuela they tried that in the weimar republic in germany and they tried that in zimbabwe and it never ever worked so understand what we're fighting for talk to your friends remember you don't have to get a person that doesn't support president trump To vote for him, you just need to convince him, hey, look, this is so important to us, you cannot vote for Vice President Biden. Something to think about. We're going to be talking about the market, where we go from here right after this quick break right here on the Maxed Out Savings Show.
1: ScHydraulics.com.
2: <laughs> Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, the, you know, we talk about What one these I wanted to bring this up real quickly is uh, I've seen some recent polls that the that, that, that Tower Trafalgar Group they. They had they were the most accurate pollster back in the 2016 election, and they're projecting President Trump winning uh, by 270 electoral votes to 263. Uh, so, so the polls, the most accurate pollster out there is projecting Trump. I think Trump's going to win. This is very, very, very close. Everyone's going to have to vote. And 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 again, I I, I think if you can convince. Uh, a person that's leaning to to Biden to vote or just doesn't like Trump, we'll tell him just not to vote. He doesn't need to vote for Biden because Biden is going to be packing the Supreme Court. It's extraordinarily dangerous and a clear threat to our Constitution. Never mind every other ridiculous thing he does, including the war on gas on the oil and gas sector. So what? let's take a call here from uh, 713-339-1070. Hi, you had a question for us.
4: That is me, Randy. Hey, Randy. How are you doing good 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 okay good you know, ted i'm 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 kind of I'm, I'm kind of in a limbo here I'm getting some feedback. I hope I can still talk to you. Can you hear me
2: yeah, yeah mm-hmm.
4: okay well, I've been looking at the yield curve and uh it it looks kind of funny that from three months to three years it's basically flat it's not a zerp, but it's flat, and from then on it it's got about fifty five, sixty basis point increase, so it looks kinda normal and uh I've been looking at at uh, the dollar, looks like it's weakened a little bit against the Euro and the in the yen and uh gold is maybe and silver's maybe falling off a little bit, so uh I'm kinda thinking now I've sold some stocks that were fairly valued and some bonds but I've been looking at some stocks in the screen that don't see anything. Stock and bonds in the screener, the the prices have come off a little bit, but I still don't see a good yield of maturity. So I'm kind of sitting here you know, stewing in a whole bunch of cash now. If 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 Harris Biden gets elected, is it time to leave to head for Belize or Panama or Costa Rica, New Zealand, Sweden, anywhere? Yeah, well,
2: that's the problem. I mean, it's basically you've got to buy gold. Uh, it, it's uh, yeah, look, it's hard. What I think is going to happen is if you if you look at that yield curve, it is very flat. I mean, going out even to seven years, it's point four four eight on the uh, on the ten year, and then point point six eight uh, on, on the seven year, point six eight on on the four year uh, on the ten year. So it, it's a very flat curve. What I think is going to happen is these inflation expectations are going to start re- pressuring the yield curve uh, sometime next year, and I and I think you're going to see rates start going to go up. And you got to be real careful about being in bonds, being trapped in longer-term bonds in this market, because you got—if you look at the 10-year, you've got 0.68 to gain uh, yield, and then you maybe have three, you know, thirty, three hundred basis points to lose if things go badly, and, and that's pretty disastrous. Uh, you know, that's three percent times ten. You know, that—that's a pretty big decline in that bond yield on um, in the bond price. So I, I, I think. To your point, everybody is scrambling around trying to with liquidity trying to place it. I, I, I think the, uh, the, one, the one area that is underinvested and I 'm going to build upon this is the precious metal sector, the gold and the silver. But I think rates are going to go up quicker and, and I think right now it's imperative uh, for people that have real estate to lock in as much get as much locking in of their of their low rates right now as long as possible because this could surprise people to the upside.
4: Hmm. Well, I just uh like I said, I'm kind of stewing in my own juices here and uh I've got I've got fairly short term on my bonds. I'm not going out very far, but if you look at the yield curve anyway, if you factor in inflation even though it's fairly low, it still looks like to me we got a negative real rate of return almost along the whole curve.
2: Oh, absolutely. You have a negative rate. They've already said they're going to let inflation go above two percent, and if you look at the inflation numbers, they're really starting to move up out there. So yet, right now, to be to, to, Randy made a very important point, right now we have negative interest rates uh, pretty far out on the curve. Now, you've got to balance that because if those rates are probably going to normalize in here somewhere, and that see so you hold your cash and wait for the opportunity in the future. Back in March, we got some phenomenal deals on some bonds. But you got to wait for the opportunities.
4: Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't looked at any tips. Are, is, are, they, are they fairly priced, you think, if we're looking at inflation coming fairly soon down the road? I think inflation
2: comes in, the tips are probably the better place to be right now. We're looking at those. So I'm trying to analyze whether the, the, the short-term tips or the long-term tips are better. and that's I don't have an answer for you
4: on that yet. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that. All right, Ted. Well, uh, I guess I'm just hanging on here, waiting to see what you have to say about things, and I appreciate uh, everything you do.
2: Okay. Thanks, Randy. Uh, Patience in here, I think, will pay off in the long term
4: with the cash. Uh, The
2: the value just... Oh, final thing. not has, over the last month or so, have not been buying ETFs, so they're not really trying to support the yields here. So I think eventually these things are going to drop off. Good call. Thanks. Uh, I want to touch base. On, on precious metals, uh, this is an area that I think we can see some real uh, interest in, and we, we're talking about it. What we're dealing with is the Federal Reserve is is going basically said they're going to print money, they're going to do more qu- quantitative easing. They've they've guaranteed us this. This is going to be inflationary because unlike in 2009, after 2009, all the money back stayed at the top of the financial. In the financial world, it went into the banks, it went into the hedge funds. They bought bought stock. It didn't come down to the people. This time that money is being pushed down through to checks, through stimulus, through PPE, all these programs to smaller business people. And and going forward, there's going to be a bigger demand to have that come down. That's going to be more inflationary. And, and we, we, we're looking at, oh, a $3 trillion uh, deficit this year. And now they're talking that they're pushing to get another, the stimulus was up. Democrats won over three trillion dollars' additional stimulus, it, and so they, they've lost control of spending and this this is going to be a problem out there, so precious metals looks to be a pretty good place to be Inst- every institutions everywhere in the world is scrambling trying to fight still trying to buy some there 's not many opportunities a couple of them we talked about is the oil and gas sector because they 're so hated because institutions of all that drank the the uh, the uh, ESG, the environmental social governance, Kool-Aid, and they they think we're going to all convert to electric cars in the next five years. And, and so, so, so the, none of the institutions, money managers in New York and the East and West Coast want to say they own the oil and gas stocks because it doesn't, it doesn't look good at cocktail parties or their, or their liberal clients. So that's an opportunity. The other one is the precious metal sector. Keep in mind, people forget. Back in 2010, what did, what did the uh, Permanent School Fund, what did the University of Texas Investment Group and a and Investment Group do? Uh, they, they purchased a billion dollars' worth of gold. We're, we're building right now a, uh, a, a Texas gold depository in Lander, Texas, to place our gold because we don't want it up on the East Coast where it can be taken over. Uh, we want the money, the gold in the state of Texas that gold is probably worth over 1.6 billion dollars now 1.6 1.7 1.8 i don't have the exact uh, numbers on it but they made a lot of money on that gold well right now as as we were just talking about with Randy the 10 year treasury is at 0.68% it it was as low as uh it was low recently as uh as about 0.5% uh so we have inflation getting closer to 2%. Those are negative yields. So people aren't getting any money on – the biggest money in the world for pensions, for endowments, for, for savings is in bonds, the bonds more so than stock. So, but the problem is these people are being paid nothing. So there's most institutions, most pension funds, most endowments, uh, most sovereign wealth funds, all these people have very little investments in gold. Uh, UT and a and uh, put 5% of their assets in gold 10 years ago. They're way up right now. Gold's going up. The, the people that are in these bonds are like, we're not making any money. What do we do? If the institutions start moving some of their money into gold and silver, <clears throat> it's going to be very bullish. And, and, and so this is something that's not well understood. Right now, the public is, is buying massive quantities of precious metals, gold, silver, out there, they're buying gold ETFs, uh, the GLD, the DAR, which is the granite chairs, the SLB silver. Massive, massive money is pouring in from, from individuals very worried about about the future of the United States. The institutions aren't there yet. They're lagging, which is a little bit unusual. Gold is outperforming. Uh, if, if I'm look, looking at the, uh, at the numbers for uh, total return, of major global assets in the third quarter, silver was number one. And, and, and so uh, gold, is, gold also was up there, outproduced many of the asset classes. So the institutions are all underweight the sector. So the next run in, in, in the bull market in gold and silver is going to be triggered when the institutions start deciding they need to increase their allocations in this asset class. They're underweighted in the asset class. It, in in a world of very uncertain currency situation issues, I mean, we're going to see. We predicted. We think we're going to see a, a currency, an implosion of a currency, or a major currency reset. I don't know if it's an implosion of currency. I don't know if it's the Japanese yen or the Chinese yuan, the U.S. dollar, or or the or the euro or the British pound. One of them are going to get in trouble. When they do, it's going to push you more pressure on gold. But the thing I want you to remember is. The institutions are underweighted. The next move up is going to be triggered by institutions coming into the asset class. So, something to think about there. Uh, with, with the gold and the silver, uh, uh, look, well, we, we for our clients we own the precious metal stocks. We own SLV. Looking at that, we're going inc- we're increasing now into other uh, uh, assets in the gold sector, the ETFs there, the BAR. Uh, those are, those are the different things. The B A R has the lowest uh, cost, which is the Granite Shares Gold ETF. So B A R that's got the lowest management fee, and, and, and that's, you've got to watch on this. There's now a group of people out there that are pretty smart, saying, "Look, you can take part of your of your bond portfolio and put it in in, in gold because it's actually outperformed many of the bonds. In with super low interest rates, you've got a better. Ch- the, the question is on a ten year treasury. In 10 years, your 10 you, you, uh, year yield to maturity is 68 basis points, 0.68%. So the question is over 10 years, will gold go up more than 0.068% a year? And that's not a bad bet. It, it, and, and a lot of institutions are looking at this. So something to think about there. Um, the uh but but anyway that 's one of the things we want to watch in here is is what 's going to happen here. uh the other the other question is is the dollar is the dollar going to hold up the dollar has been dropping in here and and it seemed to kind of break down when they started talking about more stimulus and looking at the dollar keep in mind if the dollar drops that 's very bullish for oil and gas because oil and gas fresh is is priced in dollars, so we need to watch the dollar very closely. Most commodity prices are. Up. Commodity prices have really been moving up. We a, a couple about a month or so back, we we took a position in in one of the commodity ETFs that's starting to pay off because commodity prices are going up. Uh, grain prices are going up. So again, this is going to be inflationary over time. So it, it's something that that we want to watch. And see where it's going. I, again, it goes into this trend: the importance of protecting your retirement for inflation. Most people's retirement consists of of, the, of their retirement savings, maybe a pension, and Social Security. And some people own a piece of real estate and pay it out that way as well. But if inflation takes off, Social Security's key component of most retirees... I, it's amazing how many of my, our clients actually manage to somehow live off of Social Security and don't touch their money. They're pretty frugal, but but a lot of people don't have much savings besides Social Security. This is a real danger. If inflation comes up, if inflation takes off, they will some they they will do some adjustments for, for uh, on Social Security, but it always lags. It, so, if you get a five year stretch of inflation, it's incredibly damaged people's fixed income. And that's why your retirement system should have more of an inflation protection bent here now because that's the risk going forward is is that the inflation takes and, 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 and depreciates your Social Security income, and that, that threatens your retirement and your, your way of life. So I, I really think this is going to be one of the key things uh, going forward is, is how do we deal with the inflation issue. And, 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 and this is in most retirement plans – they, they've been on a 60-40 uh, S&P index uh, balance autopilot over the last 10, 20 years. That's all coming to an end, and that's changing. And this is why stock picking, inflation protection, diversification of assets in a world where we don't know. Look, this election is one of the tightest elections in history. We don't know. I think President Trump's going to win, but if Joe Biden gets in there, it's going to be a disaster. So you've got to spread your assets, not just... In in stocks versus bonds, but overseas, international, uh, precious metals, commodities, different types of things to take advantage because if this thing goes badly, you want to make sure your assets are protected. And the the brightest people in the world are saying, look, we can't predict where this thing is going. And so you've got to – and this is a fundamental shift in retirement planning for what was just 60, 40 S&P 500 and a bond fund routine. It's going to be much more complicated over the next decade. So we'll follow that. So we're taking a quick break. We've got Congressman Michael Cloud coming on here for an interview of the 27th Congressional District. We'll be right back right here on the Max Out Savings Show. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com.
3: Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites,
2: Welcome back to the Max Health Savings Show. We're talking savings, investments, in your retirement. Uh, right now, we, we've got Congressman Michael Cloud of the 27th Congressional District uh, on, on the show with us today. The 27th Congressional District, that basically extends uh, down from uh, El Campo-Warton area all the way down past Corpus Christi, right down, right down 59, just southwest of Houston. Uh, Congressman Cloud, welcome to the Max Out Savings Show.
0: Well, good morning. It's good to be with you.
2: Good. How are things? Uh, how, how, I wanted to touch base on a couple things. How are things going down there? How How is the election coming in uh, for for Republicans in, in in Texas?
0: Well, I have to tell you, people are fired up uh, everywhere I go. I can't tell you how many uh, Trump signs I have, or Trump flags I've seen driving up and down our district. Uh, people are really um, aware of the uh, the time we're in and how critical this election is. You know, they always say it's the most important election, but this one really does stand out, uh, I think, in history. And we understand that as goes Texas goes the nation, as goes the nation goes the world. And so people understand the gravity of the, of the moment we're in.
2: No, I think you're right. Uh, you know, the one thing I haven't got to do, Congressman, have you gotten to ride any Trump boat parade? That looks like it's so much fun.
0: I have. And I can tell you, it's so awesome to see people out and about celebrating. And um, it, it, there's such positive events, people who love their country. You know, you contrast that with people who are out looting and destroying streets. And, you know, everybody there was to make sure we clean up after ourselves, leave this place better than we found it, and uh, let's go out there and, and stand for what we believe in. Uh, but do so in a in a constructive and a positive manner. See, uh, lots of fun.
2: You've done a lot. You do a lot of work. Your district covers a lot of chemical plants, refineries, and you've been doing a lot of work to bring a lot of those plants back to the United States of America. Can you give us an idea of how that's going and what you're doing in that area? And this includes, you know, Houston's a big chemical area too. So this is a big mm-hmm. deal for Texas.
0: Yes. Yeah, one of the big one of the great stories over the the last uh you know few years uh has been just the transition we've come from being an energy dependent nation to an energy dominant nation and of course all the products that come out of that uh, you know one early on I had the opportunity to to meet with the president and and talk about expanding our capability to export our district is a net export, so whether we're talking about agriculture or like you're saying chemical products and and energy uh we are in a very strong position compared to where we were just a few years ago you know when i was growing up we were always told we'd be dependent on the middle east we'd have to look for all these resources And so when it came to the negotiating table whether it be national security or trade deals we all they always had that kind of rope around our neck so to speak uh in a way to, you know, we we couldn't just uh, come to those meetings with a, a strong hold, but now we can.
2: The are, are you starting to see the plant and equipment coming back from China and elsewhere in the world back to the United States? Oh,
0: we're, we're seeing right now the understanding, the need to do those. A lot of those investments are long-term investments. I'll say the good news is, you know, when we saw for a day uh, oil dropped to negative 40, uh, and and certainly the energy industry took a hit. Uh, you know, we were concerned. But what we're seeing is that they understand that the fundamentals of the economy are still strong and that we have economy that's actually kind of wanting to roar back uh, but being kind of artificially held in check uh, at the moment. And so it, it's wanting to come back. Those are long-term investments, so we're looking way down the road and looking to see what we can do to bring a lot of those investments back, of course, continue to have a, a economic climate that's favorable towards that. You know, so um, it, we're in a good position. There's certainly the will to get it done. And now, more than ever, the understanding of just how vital it is that we, at least at a minimum, have those critical assets in, in favorable countries.
2: Yeah, Absolutely. The, the stimulus bill we've been back and forth in the stimulus bill the, 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 the Democrats wanted I think 3.25 trillion dollar on a stimulus bill it, which is just completely absurd and could bankrupt the country right. one day. what, oh, yeah. what is the yeah. they backed that down we're, we're negotiating Where do we stay? do you think we get a stimulus bill before the election?
0: It's really hard to say because it is, as sad as it sounds the, the speaker doesn't really want the economy to recover she doesn't want good things to happen until after the election uh, so there's this attempt to look like you're trying to accomplish something while not actually accomplishing something just to give you an example uh, last week we were up there we filed a discharge petition to try to force a vote on an extension of the ppp program for for businesses that have really been hit hard uh, and, and to take some of these monies that have already been allocated uh, but have not yet been put into the economy uh, to to reallocate those to to targeted purposes to meet some of these needs, you know. Um, but we had uh, 23 Democrats say that they would jump on that bill, but she kind of ran out the clock on the floor uh, and instead put another uh, intentionally partisan bill on the floor that had to do with everything, including federal election takeovers, uh, and and really was not not even. a a real attempt to get something done for the American people.
2: Yeah, Yeah, it's it's just frustrating. I mean, because, you know, you wonder how much better the economy would be if if actually if these Democratic mayors, particularly on the east and west coast, would just reopen their cities up. I mean, it seems like the economy would be doing even better.
0: Most definitely. You know, and people, the thing to remember is we know a whole lot more than we did in March uh we, we know how to deal with this. I talk to doctors and doctors say the virus has actually gotten weaker while our understanding of how to treat it has got has improved tremendously uh so not to say that we're out of the woods, but we we know how to deal with this at this point and so we don't need to live in fear uh Of course, you know take be serious about it, take whatever precautions are necessary, especially if you're one in in one of the critical segments of our society. But we can move forward on this, and, and we can uh, – it's it's the economy that provides the health cures for tomorrow, that provides the food on the table, that provides good education for our kids, and all those kind of things. So it's not just about numbers on a spreadsheet. It's about getting society moving again.
2: Yes. Congressman Cloud, I tell you one of my big concerns with the Democrats, it, it, particularly Joe Biden, it, I, this new Green Deal. They've made it very clear they're going to try to basically eliminate the oil and gas sector, which is a huge right. job builder for for Texas. I mean, is that just? Am I just worried about, or is, or is this is the threat real to the oil and gas business from the from the Democrats in in Joe Biden?
0: Well, we don't have to look very far to to get the answer to this. You know, it was just a few years ago uh, where we saw the oil industry muzzled, really, uh, and, and now we see. Wonderful things happen. I was talking to a high school uh, just the other day, a couple of days ago, and, and talked to them about the fact that the world's demand on energy is growing. And that's actually a good thing. Sometimes it gets demonized, but that's a good thing. That's people coming out of poverty. That's that's heating in homes for the first time. That's mobility for the first time in some countries. Uh, and so the question is, who's going to meet that demand? And American companies have proven to be far more responsible, uh, far more efficient, productive, uh, and, and most of these people working at these companies live in the communities where these uh, these uh, facilities are, and, and so we're much more concerned about the whole big picture when it comes to producing energy. And, and we can do it better; we can do it uh, uh, much better than anyone else in the United, or in the world.
2: Yeah, no, I think you're right. And I tell you, another thing that's kind of starting to worry me too is. They seem to be also wanting to go after the, the 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 farming and the cattle business too with this environmental new green deal. And now they're talking about mm-hmm. sustainable farming and in which could add just gigantic amounts of regulations to the farming and the cattle sector or elimination of the. I mean, I, I can't even believe I'm saying this. I mean, are you are you hearing the same thing?
0: Yeah, ultimately, with the extreme left, it, it's just about control. It, it's about control. It's you know, and, and it's a. Uh, perversion of what we understand our Constitution to be, where our Constitution, you know, the glory of the American Revolution wasn't a new government. It was a free people. And so our nation is different in that we're a people with a government, not a government with a people. Uh, and so it's the people that give the government the right to govern, uh, but the left doesn't have that viewpoint. They, they think it's the government that is the ultimate authority and, and that we give the, the rights to the people. Uh, and and so there's this sen- sentiment that, that they need to control every element of our lives uh, to some grand design that they're working for uh, as opposed to letting people live. And, and the thing is, is people in those industries know what's best. Uh, and uh, I, I can assure you, Washington is, is not the uh, the bastion of knowledge. Uh, <laughs> I could say after being there yeah. for a couple of years. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, it's... Uh... As far as the, you know, when you talk about, and we have a constitution that our, 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 our framers wanted to protect us, packing the Supreme Court, what, what, what's your thoughts on that? Uh,
0: well, here, here's what we've seen, again, this tendency from the extreme left really to embrace lawlessness as a way to get things done. Um, and so uh, when you saw decisions in the 60s come down that were not conservative uh, conservatives understood, okay, we had to get to work. And then, so we worked through the process. We, we showed up, we voted, we, we got judges that we thought would be conservative that ended up flipping. And and so here you see, uh, uh, respect for the rule of law. Uh, let's work the process. Let's do, and, and Democrats is if we don't get our way, well, we'll just change the rules. Uh, we'll, you know, and, and so we, We've seen lawlessness embraced when it came to the impeachment hearings and and the uh, FBI scandals uh, to where truth didn't matter. Uh, We've seen it in the spilling over in our streets when it comes to law enforcement. And now we're seeing it when it comes to the approach to the Supreme Court. Like, if we can't get our way, well, we'll just change the rules until we we get our way. Um, uh, Elections matter. Uh, The president is – the Constitution says the president shall nominate. Shell a point, <laughs> uh, so it, yeah, he, he's, he's under the obligation. He's still fulfilling his constitutional duty to a point, and certainly, even those who disagree with Amy cohen Barrett understand that she is a stellar legal mind, and so she certainly, uh certainly should be uh, should fill that seat on the Supreme Court.
2: Yeah, let's. I mean, this is, Yeah, thank God we're getting her on there because it is scary with this court packing. Uh, You've been you've been helping out some of the other congressmen in the state of Texas with their elections too. How are things going in the rest of the state? Do you really see? Are we starting to get some momentum going?
0: I I, I think so. I, I mean, I really do think people. Um, my 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 one hope coming toward November is that you know there's been a bunch of stuff under the water level when it comes to corruption and those kind of things. And now we see it literally spilling over in the streets, and it's making people wake up. I was just talking uh, about a half an hour ago to a a 99-year-old World War II Pearl Harbor survivor veteran. And and just to see uh, the angst in his eyes when he's thinking everything he and his generation has worked for, uh, you know, up for grabs with uh, with. People who are trying to force socialism onto the United States of America. So, you know, the this isn't the this isn't the left of fifty years ago where we we had a consensus of what we wanted to see in the country and for our families, but had a nuanced difference on the government's role in getting there. This is a dramatically different view uh, of what America is and should be and should become. And and. You know, the truth is for all our faults and no country is perfect. No people is perfect. We're always working toward that more perfect union. But the principles this nation were founded on have done more, uh, to lift people out of poverty, to provide freedom, opportunity, to secure liberty for more people, uh, on, in our country and indeed be that preserving, uh, force for good around the world. Uh, and so uh, we will always be continuing to work to get better, but, but, the principles that this nation were founded on deserve to be secured for the next generation.
2: Yeah, amen to that, Congressman. Okay, well, Congressman Cloud, I appreciate you coming on the show. I know you've, you've got a tight schedule, and, and thanks. I really appreciate you coming on, and we'll talk to you in the future.
0: Great talking with you. God bless you. Thank you.
2: That was Congressman Michael Cloud of the 27th Congressional District. Uh, is southwest of Houston, right down uh, fifty nine. And uh, talking about some of the issues that we're seeing, Uh, a couple thoughts here. Again, this it just showed it highlights really what we're up against. This is a game changer election, and and in so many ways, it is really important to get out there and vote, support the candidates. Uh, Be, I mean, when you see things about packing the Supreme Court, it is just frightening because we the the nation is a nation of checks and balances, and if all the checks and balances are, are gone. It, there's, you know, it, it, it's a very dangerous situation, and our, our founding fathers fought so hard to get something that would be that, that would that would be that could protect against something like this from happening. We need to stand up for them, and we need to stand up for ourselves. Uh, t- t- coming up here in the end of the show, our, remember our motto and our philosophy, which is to save aggressively, invest in conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. And look, if you haven't gone to the website. Go to our website, MaxOutSavings.com. You can sign up for our free MaxOutSavings report. It goes out once a month. We talk about savings and investments and your retirement and how to handle retirement. If you need some help or would like to meet with me, just go to our website, MaxOutSavings.com. Until next week, uh, we'll see you then. Thank you very much.
1: The Big Ten Seventy is everywhere. Click Listen Live on AM Ten Seventy The Answer.com. Go to the App Store and download the KNTH app on your smartphone, where you can tap the app and listen to AM Ten Seventy The Answer.